In the beginning, the word was with God. That word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His word and grow towards His light. We are currently looking at divine perception. We are currently looking at divine perception. And who can remind us what perception is? How do we, did we define it here last week? Perception is the ability to understand, to conceive, to be able to, to come to a, 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 an understanding based on your senses. And if you recall, part of what we talked about last week was the fact that we saw that our senses, you know, those the physical senses are divided into their five senses, which is sight, smell, uh, touch, taste, and hearing. Those are some of the things we looked at. And that when we, we also saw that the senses make our lives living on earth, make our lives on earth without stress. So much so that if we are living without our senses, we are the, such people that are living without one or two are called disabled. The inability to be able to know, to touch, to taste, to feel, to smell is a form of disability and we give preference to them. And, you know, we, we give, you know, if you see a blind man coming, you try and help them or you leave the way if they are already, you know, able to, to find their way. So as we also found out, found out that we make decisions based on our senses, right? Our decisions that we take, you know, prior, prior to now, we know that we've been taking, you know, we take, we take an adult takes up to 35,000 decisions per day. And some of those decisions are actually based on the senses. For example, you, you, you can say, oh, look, I am cold and therefore I am going to get a jacket. Oh, I am hot and therefore I'm going to take off my jacket. I am, you know, based on what you are feeling, based on your senses, right? And then we found out that, that you know, based off that, that is the things that are influencing the things that we do. So, for example, if I see somebody that is, um, if I if I if I see somebody that is, you know, not wearing a shirt or maybe putting on a coat, a coat, and 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 I want to make him take it off, what I can do is turn up the heat. And if he says he's not going to take it off, I turn up the heat again. So after a while, he starts to sweat. He says, is it hot in here? Is it hot in here? After a while, he will take it off. So usually what happens is our senses sometimes or most times influence our decisions. Those decisions that we take, um, we also looked at the situation where we had the spirit, the soul. We revisited the spirit, the soul, and the body. And that the Holy Spirit is, lives with our spirit. And it says that, like, you know, we said, saw that, that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then we saw that 
you know, based off that, he tries to revive our spirit so that our spirit man is able to influence our soul, which is where our decision-making comes from. Right? And then we also found out that if a man, if a man is disabled in the physical senses, just as if we have physical senses, we also have spiritual senses. And spiritual perception is the ability to be able to understand through the senses of the spirit what, you know, influence our decisions. For example, when Jesus Christ says, having eyes they do not see, right? Or this other scripture that we looked at that said that we should look at, we should look, excuse me, that we should look at the, um, uh, look towards heaven. And we said, we saw that we can't actually open our, we can't actually see with our physical eyes, but we have to look through our spiritual eyes. And then we, you know, we looked at so many other things and we also found out that, you know, some of the things that we looked at was the fact that Jesus Christ says he is the way, the truth, and the life. That the, um, this, the, 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 the fact that we are living as Christians does not mean that we are or we should not, you know, that we should not grow in our spirit. That our ability to grow in our spirit is what helps us. And that the, you know, having perception, having spiritual perception. So for some people, it might be a situation that they are, um, they, 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 they elevate, or should I say they, they enhance their perception, but they are not Christians. So you see situations where people of the occult, they do all kinds of things to enlighten, enlighten their senses. You know, some of them will put eyes out to say that they want so they can see. There are all kinds of things that they do to make sure that they are able to heighten their senses, you know, to be able to do that. And they, they pry on that and they pry on people based on the, uh, the fact that their senses are available. But in this, so today, what we are going to be looking at, we are going to be continuing from where we, where we stopped. And one of the, thing, the other things that we also looked at was the fact that those things can be the difference sometimes between life and death. I remember there was a testimony last week that talked about, you know, God letting somebody know that, look, don't wear this shirt, you know. So in, in order to a, a feeling or something that comes in our heart to say, look, this is a situation not to do. And then it is a situation, you know, where somebody delivered, someone was delivered from death because of that. And in the same way, we also saw that, you know, um, Somebody mentioned that, you know, there was a prompting in their spirit. They mentioned something and then they were accused of witchcraft because they just sensed it and they knew. So, but the major thing we want to look at today is how do we, what exactly is the spirit, you know, what is this spirits why why do we have to look at ourselves as spiritual spirits you know when we heard that we looked at we are spirits we have a soul we live in a body right and there are some things that cannot we cannot comprehend 
with our natural senses, right? And so why, why do we have to look at the things of the Spirit? So our, for our text today, we're going to go to John 3. John 3. John 3, verse 3. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, one of the things that I, that while I was looking at this, I, it, God led me to this scripture. It says, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When I've, I've always been looking at this scripture, and the first thing that occurs to me is, oh, unless you are born again, you won't enter heaven. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. But God said no. And he said, go and check what the word see is. And true to it, the word see that was used there is the same word used as perceive. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said, he says, the kingdom of God is here. You know, thy kingdom come. We said one of the prayers we looked at and we looked at that scripture before. It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is. And we said, how do you know? How do you know what it's, how it is in heaven? So, to further answer that question, it is by perception. It is a knowing by the Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit teaches you. But, you know, we looked at, we looked at the fact that inspiration comes from your spirit. Or... Inspiration can come from your flesh. You can see, well, you see with your eyes, your eyes are in your body, and it is the flesh that draws the soul. Remember our illustration of our body, soul, and spirit? It is your flesh that draws the soul to say, follow this, you know, go and do this, because, you know, I'm looking at my bank account. I don't have anything in it. God says, sow a seed or give do something for somebody i'm looking at my bank account i don't see anything therefore it cannot be god god says march around the walls of jericho seven times i see this wall that is so big that is so big and you know cannot you cannot imagine it cannot enter inside your if you are looking with your head with your physical eyes and you are, you are saying, oh, it cannot be possible. So you are looking with it and saying, it cannot be possible. So, in the end, what happens? What do you do then? What do you do when you find out that you, you know, it does not work? What do we do? What do we normally do? What would we normally do? That's not what we usually do. As Christians, what do we do? When there are things that God tells us, we feel God is telling us to do. Do them anyway. What do we normally do? We go and pray. Okay. And then what? What happens? No, what do we normally do? So has there been something like that that God has asked you to do that didn't make sense initially? 
No, 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 no. I'm no, I'm saying because even spiritual people brother Mike will go and pray and do that, but quite a number of us may just say, Well, we'll just go on. No, but even sometimes I agree with both of you. So sometimes you go and pray. We we'll go and pray and say, God, I feel this is what I feel you are saying to me. But remember, we talked about the mindset of the lead. But we look at the conditions. We look at the things around us. We say, it's, it's not looking like. Then you now say, let me try and help God. Maybe God needs help. Then we go and, you know, like the case of uh, Abraham and uh, not Sarah. The, what's the woman's name? Haggai. Thank you, Ma. Like in the case of Haggai. Right? Say, okay, let's help. Let's help God. God has said this. God said it at 75. Now it is, it is, you are almost getting to a hundred. God needs help. So heaven helps those that help themselves, right? That's what we say. And so that God will let's save God from the embarrassment, right? That's what we normally do. And then, or maybe we will now say, oh, God, I have tried this once. I've tried it twice. It is not working. I'm tired of embarrassing myself. You know, I may just be the exception. So we know that God doesn't fail. He's helping other people. They are satisfying, but it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So I may just be the different. That I'm a bad one. person. Oh, or that it's working my for my faith like is that. not at. No, usually we will make there's something. It's not, it's not just the fact that we now say my own is not at that level. We will, we will give, there will be an excuse that we will give ourselves for the reason why we will not attempt it again. Right? And usually it's because that we need to, we, we are always looking, we are, because we have always been with our human senses. That's how we grew up. Taking us a different direction. Our mindset is taking us in a different direction. Because then we say, ah, no, I have done this before and I have failed before. Yes, ma'am. So sometimes because, you know, the ways of God and really the logical ways, are not, you know, the Bible says that it is, um, you, you withhold mm-hmm. so that you will have more. Yes. That's the way of the world. That's you the way of the world. what is yours so that yes. you will have more. But that's not the way of God. The way of God is like you give so that you have more. So you, yes. sometimes it's logical. You just say, well, let me just give you this easier. easier the way you said logical, ma, that is how we think with our normal senses. So look at this scripture, the first scripture we said. Unless a man, the first criteria, even before you start to read the Bible, and that's why I said we should move back a bit. The first criteria before God will even start to, we can grow our spirit, is first we must be born again. So until you are born again, you can play church, you can speak the lingo, but your your perception, your senses will not experience the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not going to just going to heaven. That scripture was not talking about heaven. He was talking about the kingdom of God 
here. So that, so much so, when Jesus Christ said, you know, let, that we should pray the Lord's Prayer. So every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, that we say, uh, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What that prayer hides is the fact that we need to be able to come to a maturity so that we can know what, how it is done in heaven through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and do it so that the instructions you receive in heaven is done on earth. Some of those instructions are things like imagination, ideas. God does not come down, God does not, will not come down to every person and tell the person, do this, do that, do this, carry this, go here. It's not every person like that. He might do it for some, but sometimes God will speak to you through ideas. So, the question is this, if you want to develop your spirit, what about the ideas the things, the instructions you have received in the past. What about the things that you have imagined to do in the past? What about all those things that have been given to you? What have you done with them? So, and one of the things we looked at last week is that the fact that, number one, we have to be agree that we will make mistakes. Like a child that is growing up. Our spirit, because we are this big, does not mean our spirit man is this big. Right? So that, so much so that, you know, we could be his age, his height, his strength. But the person next to you is like my height or even taller than I am. Look at what it says. So, you see, because spiritual things have to be spiritually discerned. Look at what it said. It says, God sent one angel to stand between six million people. How many people are away in Saskatchewan again? Like 300,000. Saskatchewan, not... not 1.2. We are not up to the children of Israel. And it was one angel that God sent. It's six million. Six million people left the king, the, the, the left Egypt. But only one angel was what stood between them. Now imagine how do what kind of army can kill six million people? They went after them to capture six million people. What kind of army, sir? can capture six million people. It cannot be seven million. Because if it's six million versus seven million, there might, might be a chance. That's that if you have six people and you have seven people coming to capture them, do you think that the, six, the seven people will be able to capture the six people? Well, um, then they would have assumed that the slaves... They that the slaves that. will not... Yeah. They are not, okay, so we there, there are different things. So try and understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that it is this perception that can give you an understanding of why of how things are in heaven. 
how things are, how God, what God would have us do, how things, the instructions that God will have you follow. But if you have not learned to follow them, it will be like a child or somebody that is now grown up that hasn't learned or does not, cannot see. Somebody that is grown up that cannot talk. Somebody that is grown up that cannot hear or feel or what do we call that person? A disabled person. So you might have a disabled spirit. Do you have a disabled spirit? Do you have a disabled spirit? So, because part of what we need to look, look at, because when we know, when we know that this is what God will have us do, remember we looked at that song, Channels of My Spirit, open up. And you see, it is not the same. It's not the, we do not, in our spiritual life is not based on age. We are five years today. Next year, we'll be six. In the spirit, because you are five years old in the spirit, does not mean you'll be six next year. You can, no, no, no. You cannot be, it does not follow that way. That's why the scripture we read, uh, Ephesians 1, 8, it says, may God, what was that scripture again? That the, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, 9 or 8 and 9, I believe it was. It says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened so that you may know that which is to come. So in other words, when we grow, as we grow our spirit, we'll be able to see things that are not yet. Because, you know why? Because time does not work in the same way. We saw that the Bible says that a hundred years, a thousand years, sorry, are like a day to the Lord. So much so that when you are talking about, oh, this thing happened 500 years ago. Why are we still bringing this up? Like when we are talking about Métis issues. Why are we still bringing it up? It happened so long ago. Why don't they just move on? When I hear things like that, I laugh. Because they do not understand that the things that have done have been done were actually they are embedded in the, in the spirit of this nation. And have to be dealt with. So you cannot. Things that have. That's what. That's why. Why you find out that. Curses or blessings can go from one generation to the other. Why? Because time does not work in the same way. And because time does not work in the same way. You have a question. Yes. So when you say that. Curses go through generations. It's saying like. God. So as if the God says the curse of your generation for like maybe like a minute in his time. It would be like several years for us. Exactly. So much so that when God blesses a person, he doesn't just bless you, he blesses your generation. When God blesses a person, he doesn't bless just you. It goes from you to your generation. So much so that the, the way the Bible puts it, it says that um, I will, you know, he says, I will battle Amalek. I think it's Exodus 17, about 17, 19. He says, I will, I am the Lord God. I am Jehovah Nisi. And I will battle Amalek 
from generation to generation. So in other words, I am here. He is the ancient of days. Right? So let's, 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 let's take it back a bit. I know we are supposed to go through the list. But first, let's look at God. The Bible says that he dwells in um, unapproachable lights. Have we read this in the Bible before? Yes? Can we? Okay, can somebody please find that scripture for me? Please find that scripture for me. The Bible says, the Lord dwells in unapproachable light. The Lord dwells in unapproachable light. What does that mean? So you see, um, remember that scripture you read, Ma? It says that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. It is the fact that light, what the, the first thing God created was what? Light. Do you know, when, when, the, when you find it, please let me know. Do we know? Six. Uh, yes, please. First yes. Timothy 6, 16, it says, um, ah, I just saw it now. It says, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen nor can see. Who so no who, man can see or can see. Yes, ma, continue. Everlasting. Everlasting. Do you know that he, he approaches it in unapproachable light? That means, do you know why they call it unapproachable? In science, right? Who has heard about uh, Albert Einstein? There was one, do you know the, 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 the one of the, the things that made him famous? That is the law of relativity, right? Do you know what that, what Albert Einstein discovered because he didn't create it? Do you know what he, what happened is that Albert Einstein said that if you move at the speed of light and continue doing so, what happens? You will gain time. You will gain time. That is, that is Albert Einstein's law of relativity. The fact that light, you will, if you move at the speed of light and continue to move at the speed of light, you will gain time. It's a time dilation is what they call it. So they call it time dilation, right? So it means that if I'm going really fast, that means I will gain time to get to the location faster than anything, right? So, and that's why when you hear thunder and lightning, which one comes first? Which one comes first? Lightning. No. Lightning always comes first. If you see the lightning first, but they happen at the same time. Thunder, no, 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 no. Thunder and lightning happens at the same time. You perceive lightning first before you hear thunder. And that is exactly, that is why the speed of sound and the speed of light are different. Calm down, calm down. I know you are excited about that. That is why the speed of sound and the speed of light are different. Let's take it to the spirit. That is why people that come from the presence of God, they, you will see them, they are clothed in light. 
when you they, you see angels, when angels they says you know there was an the angels that come and you see angels, um, records of angels, you will see that they are clothing like that. Is why the devil when he says he wants to deceive people, what does he do? He comes clothed like an angel of light to let people think that he is coming from the presence of God. What is your question? If the devil comes as an angel, how are you supposed to discern whether or not it's the devil or an angel? To answer your question quickly, the short part of the question is, answer is, anything that you perceive in the spirit, anything you perceive, whether by sight, by hearing, by ideas, whatever thing that comes to your mind, any idea that enters your head, if it does not tally with what God says, it is not from God. This, that is how important this is. So if an idea comes to you, or somebody says, come, an angel comes to you and says, go and steal, it is not from God. That angel is not from God. So much so, Paul said, if any man comes to you and preach another gospel, different from what we have preached to you, let that person be cursed. It's not, it's, it doesn't mean the person, you should curse the person. Said A curse will be upon that person. Not that you will curse the person. Right? So, in essence, what am I, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that that enlightenment that Paul was praying in Ephesians, saying that we should be enlightened, is that we, he is praying that our senses, that we should be drawn to God's presence and draw that same light. And that light, when we draw that same light, it, that is what gives us, that was what gives us growth or growth in the spirit. That is why you can imagine, imagine you are trying to go approach God, right? He says, your body can, you, you, if you are going at the speed of sound, right? They call it G-force in, 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 in physics, right? If you are going, to, the people that are going out of space, they want to go, they have to go so fast and they're not going at the speed of sound. They have to go so fast. So you, to, to, the, the pressure of gravity on our body will just fracture. So there are certain speeds man so far cannot they are talking about it but man so far cannot travel at the speed of light. Man has been able to achieve traveling at the speed of sound but they cannot achieve traveling at the speed of light. That is why the Bible says that angels can be here today and gone tomorrow. So that's how the devil can go to and fro the earth. He is not omnipotent. Let nobody deceive you. He is not omnipresent. He is not everywhere at the same time. The scripture we read in the beginning. I have been going to and fro. Going here and there. And he can achieve it. Why? Because he was an angel. He used to be an angel. Remember we talked about it that a third of heaven's angel rebelled? We talked about it. Now a third. Now imagine a third if, if we were God 
and a third of your employees decide to rebel or to call a strike, what will we do? We will fire all of them. We will deal with them. But God says he's not, he's not doing that. He's going to wait till the end. So he, the, even they, they know that the end is when they were supposed to be put into the lake of fire. That is why in Mark, Mark chapter, Mark chapter 1, right? When Jesus entered the temple, was it 1? Yeah. Mark chapter 1, when Jesus Christ entered the temple and one, somebody with a demon in them, right? Started manifesting and said, what are you here? Why are you coming to deal with us before our time? Because they knew they, and they did not know what God was up to. Are we together? Are we together? So, that is one major thing that you need to understand. That this understand, this is so important. It determines a lot. That is what determines how we see the things of God. Right? The Bible says, knowledge of the holy is understanding. Have we read it before? Please, somebody look for that scripture for me. Kindly, please. The Bible says, knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 10. Yes. Uh, fear the fear of the Lord. New Living Translation. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Knowledge of the Holy. So knowledge of God gives you understanding. Gives you understanding to know why. What is understanding again? Why? Understand, no, wisdom is what? And doing it. Understanding is what? Knowing why. And the, what happens when you have understanding? You've mastered it. What happens when you master something? What happens? What happens to the things that you do? You've mastered it, yes. What else? What else? What else? People, understanding. It determines, it, it makes the difference between the quality of what we do. When we do things, understanding, mastery, is what makes two people build the same house. One builds it better than the other. One builds it on the rock, one builds it on the sand, based on their understanding. Understanding is what makes, is what makes the difference between BMW and Honda. Because they have mastery in one area better than the other. Understanding is what makes the difference between Antiochus rice and, and, and my rice. And you understand what I'm saying? Two people can cook, you know, if Sister Choma cooks banga for you, you know she has understanding of banga. If you have not tried it, please, you are missing. So understanding. So the Bible says knowledge of the holy is understanding. Knowing about God. Learning about God. How do you know about God? How do you learn about God? How do you know about God? How do you learn about God? Studying his word. So first of all, we have to understand the importance of it. 
The importance of it. Because knowledge of the holy is understanding. Understanding is what will make sure. To make sure that no matter the area of life that you are. Or you are in. You will excel. Someone like Albert Einstein. Do you think it was... You know, do you think it was just, he just, I just, I'm just going to know, no. The Bible says, another scripture again, I don't know where it is, it's in Job. It says there's a spirit in man. It says, but the spirit of the Lord gives understanding. So that means understanding needs to come from God. And before the spirit of God can give you anything, you must be Born again. It is so important. So that is why when you find out that people are trading their salvation for wealth, they, they don't know this. You cannot, you cannot make progress. Right? You cannot make progress running away from God. You cannot, you cannot make, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. You cannot make fast progress running away from God. Do you know that there are, there are people who, there was, um, I've forgotten his name. The man that, he said he has over a hundred patent, patents. All he di- does, he, go, he says he goes to God in his quiet time with a bi- pen and a paper, and he just begins to write. He had built his spirit enough to start knowing ideas. He has over a, he had an all from potato. The different things that can come from potato. Just from potato. So, one man, and there were several of them that will just you know, Albert Einstein was a Christian. Huh? They won't tell you that. And that is why, and we've, we've seen this before, a lot of these musicians, if you check it, most of these successful musicians, their parents, they, are, they were Christians. Some of them were, so you can imagine. So imagine like Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's mom. Snoop Dogg, yes. Snoop Dogg's mom is an evangelist. So you can imagine. That is why I tell you that, one second. That is why I tell you that when God blesses a man, he blesses his generation. So that the blessing of Abraham was able to go down to Isaac even though they did not ask for it. So much so that you, we have to be careful the things that we do because not only do blessings transcend generations, curses also transcends generations. What else? Also, we've looked at God's word. What else? When you move, when your eyes are, the eyes of your enlightened, um, eyes, eyes of your understanding or your spiritual eyes are opened, you, you get, you move at 
a faster pace physically. You make progress. Some people will be there. They'll be doing things and you just come, you just fix it and go. Move on. Why? It is not because you are that you are all that. I remember one time there was a problem and um with you know I work with I'd work with IT and sometimes you know there are, there are sometimes we have emergencies. There was a time there was an emergency and God just told me I had never you know known what how to do what to do about that particular situation and God just said try this. As soon as I got said, try it. I did it. It worked. And all of a sudden, I looked like a superstar. It made things easy. Why is it important that we do it and we start to, we're emphasizing it now? It is not so that we can be, look as though we are spiritual. No. We are saying it now because if you do not put emphasis on it, your life will be tougher. Not that you will not be a Christian. Your life becomes tougher. Are you going to, do you think you are going to read God's word in heaven? Is it God's, is it the Bible you are going to read in heaven? No. There will be so much, there will be so much. You see, only one scripture. You might see Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of scrolls or books about one particular, one line of scripture. Just one line. The Bible says we can, it says, it says God, it says there's no searching of him. So much so that you cannot know everything about God. How do I know? The Bible says that the devil, if he had known, if not just him, if all the third of heaven's angels had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So they don't know everything. And, and how long do you think the devil has been there? Before uh, The devil was there when Adam and Eve were in the garden. When Adam and Eve were in the, the devil was there. So he was there through uh, Exodus. He was there through Numbers, Deuteronomy, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Samuel. Uh, oh, you know, you know the books of the Old Testament. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But he was there all that time. And still, he did not know what God was up to. And the, in the end, the Bible records that when we get to heaven... All we'll be saying is holy, holy. You see, because God will not force us. You think, the Bible says, as kings, we will cast our crowns. Do you know what it takes for a king to cast your, their crown? It means that they are saying, I am good, but ah, my goodness. It is to say, look, God, you are too much. God, we respect you. I, I know a lot, but God, I respect you. Right? So what are the other things? Because by the time we have a deeper understanding of the holy, what happens? The way we see things are different. The way we see money 
will be different. Right? Because it might, we might look at it as a defense. But sometimes money can also be a weapon. But, and that is why, right, the situation that happens is that some people, you will see some people that will tell you, you know, because the devil has to replicate what God is doing and try to imitate what God is doing. You see some people, they'll say, oh, I am, I am 50 years old in the spirit. You, when you hear some cases of deliverance, you say, oh, I have, I have done this, I have done this, I have done this, I have done this, and I've done all these things, and the person physically is still a toddler. Because time does not move the same time. It doesn't work the same way in the spirit. So please, I know we are not going to cover, we are not going to finish this. We will have to continue, not next week, because the pastor, the, the, the zonal pastor is going to be here and he's going to be preaching next week. So, but we will have to continue because of time. So as you can see, if this is just one scripture that we are looking at, what about the rest? What about the rest? All the things that needs to be done. It is important because it affects our decision making. It is important because it affects our decision making. Shall we rise to our feet? Channels of my spirit open up. I am with the Father, open up. No boundaries, no limits, open up. Let deep call unto deep, open up. Channels of my spirit, open up. I am with the Father, open up. No boundaries, no limits, open up. Let deep call unto deep, open up. I want us to ask that God should help us to grow in our spirit. God help us to grow in our spirit. We don't want to be spiritual infants anymore. We don't want to be spiritual infants. So far, all we have learned is just the first thing we need to, the two things we need to do. Number one, we need to be born again. If you are not born again, the, you, you cannot pray this prayer. So if you must be born again, there's no prayer. The Bible says God is angry with the sinner every day. Every day. The difference between a sinner and him that has sinned is a decision to perpetually continue in sin and not take advantage of the grace of God or not have access to the grace of God. Because the Bible records that a righteous man will fall seven times and he will rise up seven times again. That even though you fall, even as a righteous man, you can rise up again. You will rise up again. You will dust off the, the problems and move on. So I want us to pray, God, help us to grow. Help my spirit to grow.
One of the, th the other things as well, that the second thing that we looked at is the fact that it is the word of God that helps us. The word of God that helps us to access the holy. It says knowledge of the holy is understanding. This is the word of God. So I want us to pray that God should give us a desire for his word. If we do not know his word, when we can be influenced to hear, when we hear things like heaven helps those who help themselves, we will not say, no, that is not God's word. When we hear that, oh, that is how we do it, you will not say, that is God, not God's word. When you hear that, if, if, if anything, that, you know, just do what you can and leave the rest. Every, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be the best. That is not God's word. You say, oh, you, you are okay where you are. Just stay where you are. That is not God's word. Because God desires that we grow. He desires that we grow. Give us a burden for your word, oh God. Father, give us a burden for your word. Let's commit our week into God's hands. Let's ask God for, for grace to study his word this week. Let's ask God for grace to study his word this week. Let's ask God for grace to study his word this week. God, give us grace to study your word. Give us empowerment. Give us enablement to study your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for investing your time in listening. Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Warm and Glory Tabernacle Birth in His Glory Creating a place of God's presence and establishing His Kingdom on Earth.